Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning, it's wonderful Wanda. Great morning, it's Brianna the Backer. Good morning, it's Yvette Marquette. Top of the morning, it's Penny. Good morning, everyone. Not sure where our greeter is, but good morning, you all. Good morning, Marvelous Marv on the line. Good morning, Marvelous Marv. Good morning, it's Susie. Nice to see you. Good morning. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Happy Thursday. Good morning, beloved Barb. Happy Thursday. This is Susie again. Can you please put me on in your prayer so things are going to work out in my marriage? Okay. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody joined? I would like to say good morning. Kingdom Blessings. Shalom, this is Sister Shantae. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Shantae. Welcome. Kingdom blessings. <laughs> and peace to you.
Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Flare Victory. Would anybody like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clay Victory. Anybody join us that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Hey, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Well, thanks for asking. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Hi, who's that? Hi, this is Dion, and I've been greeting all morning and didn't realize you guys couldn't hear me until Tasha just called me. So it explains why the first couple of minutes I was being ignored. You guys could not hear me. We um, would not ignore you, Dion, not at all. We wouldn't do that. I'm like, saying good morning and nobody's saying it back. I'm going to hand it back over to you. Go ahead, I don't know. Let it happen. I'm not on mute or anything, but welcome to the call, everyone. <laughs> I am your host, Dion. My apologies that you guys couldn't hear me, and now I feel much better. I was thinking, gosh, nobody's going to say good morning back because I'm two minutes into the call. So thank you all so much for joining us here on the call this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started. Now, before we move forward, and ask everyone to please meet your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Dion, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of February where our monthly theme is entitled Surrender. Each declarer will focus on the process, necessity, and value of a surrendered lifestyle and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. We didn't have any prayer requests on the app. However, Sister Susie is asking for prayer, so we want to be prayerful with her. The order of the call today is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Denise. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Denise. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. 
Now, before I pass the call, can you please take a look at your phones? Please make sure they are on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning, great morning, God morning. Let us settle our minds and humble our hearts for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day, Father God. We bless your holy name, Father. For this first day of February, Father God, you have brought us through 31 days in this new year, Father God. For that, we give you praise. We thank you, Father God, for being Father, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just leading us and guiding us through this year, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for a month coming out of a month of repentance, Father God, for accepting our repentant hearts, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your word and for your teachings, Father God. We bless your holy name, Father God. We give you praise on this morning, Father God, because you are our provider, Lord. We give you praise on this morning because you are our protector, Father God. We give you praise on this morning because you are everlasting, Father, Father God. You are Prince of Peace, Lord. You are our counselor, Father God. You are mighty. Father God, we bless your holy name on this morning. We give you praise, Father God, because when we were hungry, you were bread, Father God. When we were thirsty, Father God, you were water. We give you praise on today, Lord. We bless your holy name, Father God. We thank you on this morning for every prayer request, whether spoken or unspoken, Father God. We know that you hear and listen to our prayers on this morning. So we thank you, Lord, for uh, Sister Susie and her request for her marriage, Father God. We ask right now in the name of Jesus that whatever the need is in the marriage, Father God, that you answer it right now in the name of Jesus. If, if it's simple communication, whatever it may be, Father God, you know the situation. And we ask that you just put your hand in and move in that situation, Father God. Bring the two together, Father God. Make them as one, as it says in your word, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for the prayer requests that weren't said, Father God that you will still answer their prayer. Why? Because you said that the uh, promises of God are yea and amen. So whatever the need is, Father God, whether it's healing, Father God, it is yes. Whether If it's provision, Father God, your word says yes. If it's uh, clarity, Father God, your word says yes. Father God, if it's shelter, your word says yes. You promised. Father God, that you would deliver and you will hear our prayers. So we thank you once today, Lord. Father God, as we enter into this month of surrender, we ask that you just touch each and every declarer of this month, Father God, because there, to surrender, Father God, is going to be uncomfortable. Some of us have been carrying things, Father God, year after year, decade after decade, baggage we've been carrying, Father God, and it's time for us to surrender, Lord. So we want to surrender all those things that have just gotten in the ways of us being able to live, all those things that have gotten in the way of us having a closer and better relationship with you, all those things that keep us from studying and learning and living your word, Father God. We unpack, Father God, hurts and traumas, Father God, the things of our past. We let go of unforgiveness, Father God, our missteps, Father God. We relinquish 
our hands off of condemnation, Father God. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us a space to surrender all, Father God. I pray, Father God, for those who are still struggling with unbelief and doubt on who you call them to be, Father God, on who you say that we are, Father God. We right now surrender those thoughts and those processes in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we relinquish and and just open our hands and let go of our need to control everything in our lives, Father God. Father God, it's not worth it. We we try to control it, Father God, and we are just like hamsters in the wheel, Father God. So we let go on today. Starting on today, we let go of all the things of our past, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for forgiving us when we forfeited our meetings, Lord, when we allowed other things to get in the way of communing with you and praying with you and meeting with you and speaking with you and strategizing with you. We we. We repent, Father God, for those things. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for just being who you are. That's a God of everlasting and everlasting, a promise keeper, Father God. You said that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So even when we just held on to the things that you want us to let go, you still are with us. And for that, we give you praise. And we thank you on this morning, Father God. Father God, it is my prayer that on this in this month, Father God, because we are letting go of the things of the past, because we are letting go of things that have hurt us. We are letting go of the sin that so easily besets us, Father God. We will have a supernatural weight loss in this month. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. We will be free in the spirit so we can continue to go in the spirit realm, Father God, and get what it is that we need here in the natural realm, Father God. If it's joy that we need, we're going to pull it down, Father God. If it's peace that we need, we're going to pull it down, Father God. Hallelujah. If it's provision, we're going to pull it down, Father God. We bless your holy name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our families. We thank you for everything that you have provided for us, Father God. We thank you for the lessons in this month, Father God. We ask, Father God, right now that you clean up our hearts and renew a right spirit so we can receive the instruction on how to surrender, how to let go, Father God. We thank you on today, Father God, for creating this space for us, for keeping us in mind, Father God, that we have been so special and so important to you that you have created this time for us, Father God. We thank you for the speakers, Father God. We thank you for their lives and the willingness to say yes, Father God, to declare your word, your works, Father God. We bless your holy name, Lord. And on today, Father God, it is our prayer that you just touch every person on this line, Father God that each person that's on this line just makes a a difference in their household, in their community, in their workplace, Father God. Let it spread like wildfire, Father God, that we're making a difference not only in our local area, but, Father God, on the state level, on on uh, on the nation, Father God, in the world, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us yet another day to say yes. Father God, to do and declare your works, Father God. You ask, Father God, who do men say that I am? And Father God, we say that you are our Savior. 
You are a God of everlasting to everlasting. You are a promise keeper, Father God. You are the giver, Father God. You are our redeemer, Father God. And we will bless your name. We will just heart and let everybody know that you are alive and your word is active, Father God. We pray, Lord, for those that are in need of a Savior, Father God. Let us be those change agents, Father God, to let them know who you are and who they are, Father God. We surrender our own agendas, Father God, and we pick up your agenda on this morning. Now, Father God, as we come off of mute and we corporately praise your name, we surrender our praise on this morning, regardless on how we feel, regardless on our situation, Father God, we will give you praise and surrender praise on this morning. We surrender our worship on this morning. Let the redeem of the Lord say so on this morning. We give you praise on this morning. Why? And we you we thank you, Lord, that you know exactly what we need because of you. Thank you for being the strong confidence of our own, Father God. Because of you, Father God. And for that, we open up our life and we pray for you. Thank you, Father God, for being powerful. Thank you, Lord, for being mighty. Thank you for being wisdom. Thank you for being Thank you, Lord. 
And as we put our phones back on mute, Lord, we will continue this spirit and this energy of praise, Father God. We will have a heart of thankful and gratefulness on today, Father God. We let go of every weight, Father God, on today. We surrender on today. Our past, we let it go on today. Our thoughts, we let it go, Father God, because we want the mind of Christ, not our personal thoughts, not the mind of the world, but the mind of Christ is our heart's desire, Father God. So we thank you on today. We bless your holy name for this word, Father God. Let it be nourishing to our spirit, Father God, and our souls, Lord. We humble ourselves. We seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways, Father God. And your word says that because so, you will heal us, Lord. So we thank you in advance. Thank you for accepting our praise and our worship. How we love you on today. It's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Thank you, Lord. We are now in the hands of our declarer. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Oh, good, 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 good. good. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, thank you, uh, Denise. Thank you for um, that prayer. Thank you, uh, Dion number two, for your greeting and hosting this morning. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for all of the, the team that works in the background. And I know Dion number two asked everyone to check your phone, but I'm going to ask that you do it again, especially since we just concluded the prayer. Can you please take a look at your phone? Literally take it out. Make sure that you are muted all right awesome job so i'm going to get right into the declaration but before i do just in case there is uh anybody new on the call um after i finish the with the heart share or the declaration as we call it we're going to open the call up for people who may have called in late to say so that we can greet them say good morning to them and then we're going to Open the call so that if you have any questions or you want to share any insight that you got during the call, you can do so if you'd like to. There's no pressure, um, but we are absolutely going to have a discussion this morning. I have a feeling it might be a little lively. <laughs> anyway, my name is Tanya, not Tanya. Let's get started. Buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because it is story time. Do not be fooled by what you may perceive is a detour or if we go backwards, sideways, over the hill, through the woods, only to get across the street. I know some of y'all don't know me like that, but trust me, there is a destination in mind, and I assure you we will arrive safely if you remain present and pay attention. Herman woke to the sun peeking over the mountain at 6.44 a.m. on what was already a hot and sticky morning. He had come under heavy fire for most of the night and was exhausted. 
from his engagement in the surprise attack that caught him completely off guard. He had other battles before, but this was like nothing he had ever experienced. The enemy seemed to have the most up-to-date weaponry available to man, including but not limited to automatic firepower and chemical weapons. Yet Herman remained unscathed, which was nothing short of a miracle. He whispered a short prayer of thanksgiving, splashed some water on his face, and headed out the door of his place of refuge. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance as found in Psalms 32 and 7, the NIV version. Excuse me. All of a sudden, this call and response song wells up in his heart. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. Got my war clothes on in the army of the Lord. Got my war clothes on in the army. I'm going to fight till I die in the army of the Lord. I'm going to fight till I die in the army. Man, Herman hadn't heard that song in forever, let alone sing it. But you know how it is. All of a sudden, we get a thought or maybe a song that comes on our heart, and it's it's there to minister to us. And, man, he needed that today. Boom! Herman ducked and took cover instantly. Civilians were walking around as if they were living in a peace bubble. No one reacted to the explosion he just heard. To Herman's disbelief, everything outside his hiding place appeared normal. There were no visible signs of war. For example, there were no wounded, no makeshift triage centers, shell casings, potholes, shattered windows, building debris from the explosions exalting the silence of the night. What in the world was going on? Did he have a nightmare? Was the battle in his mind? Impossible. He knew for certain he was engaged in heavy warfare throughout the night. But this, this right here, he had never witnessed anything like this. Boom! There was another explosion. Couldn't get over it, how everybody looked so calm and peaceful. The lack of sleep worked against Herman. He couldn't figure out if it was the anxiety that kept him awake or the fear of going to sleep knowing he would have nightmares so real that he would wake up in a pool of sweat. The most sleep Herman got were catnaps for a few minutes here and there which added to his anxiety and stopped him from thinking clearly. He wasn't a novice. He he knew what it took to win the battle he was fighting. But this fight, though, was so different, he didn't know where to start. Scratch that. He knew where to start, that is, surrendering to the process. But this time, he didn't want to. Do I sound judgmental? Don't answer that. Can I keep it one on it? Herman's problem was fear produced by self-condemnation. 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Second Timothy 1 7. Let me make it make sense. Herman's wife, Precious, cheated on him for the third time. He had every right to leave her, but he loved her desperately. He knew that God knitted their souls together and that God told him to stay in the marriage, um, but he felt like an idiot. Let me give you a scripture. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. That's found in Hosea, uh, the first chapter and the second verse. Herman winced at the pain, grabbed his shoulder, and yanked the hot little dart that was embedded in his trapezius muscle. Realizing he was exposed, he quickly put on the rest of his armor. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. That's Ephesians 6, 10 through uh, 12 and verse 16. I, I know you may be thinking, that's that's a lot. Man. I would have been put her out. Left her ratchet tail. But that is the crux of the battle Herman was fighting. Did I mention he was a pastor? I know, I know. The plot thickens. First, I wanna I wanna make sure we're on the same page. When I talk about surrender, um, I'm talking about, um, as the definition that I have is to cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. Forgiving Precious was a decision. Nothing more, nothing less. But trusting her, he could do that. Trusting her was a whole other monster. Therein explains the battle he was engaged in. When we get down to the nitty-gritty, Herman was afraid, not of his wife or what people were saying. His fear was surrendering to an unknown process, identifying new boundaries and norms, etc. In his mind's eye, navigating in unfamiliar territory was like walking through a minefield equipped with booby traps. Yeah, that's a lot. Guess what? He was right about navigating through a minefield because Herman's battle was between his two ears. 
that gray matter that that um <laughs> that controls everything about us. Everything he experienced started and ended in his mind. Not the mind feels we see in war movies, but the mind, M I N D, again as the that big blob of gray matter between our ears, our brain. What do I mean? Well, just like Herman, everything we do, good or bad, all starts with a seed. It, it starts with a thought. Come on, you know I'm right. Even if it was a fleeting thought you had, you that you acted on, it, it started as an idea or it started as a thought. For example, let me give you, let me, let me, let me make it make sense to you. Let's say I'm near Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme donut shop. There used to be one here in Pinot, right up the street, but it's not there anymore. Let's pretend it's still there. Um, or no, no, let's not pretend it's there. Let's let's just let's just go with the way I have it. Um, I'm near Krispy Kreme donut shop, but I ignore the thought of uh, to to purchase one or some glazed or some glazed donuts because who wants a cold Krispy Kreme donut? If the sign is not flashing hot donuts being served, forget about it. Besides. Krispy Kreme donuts are hecka sweet, and they're itty-bitty. I think they do that on purpose. I'm going to go on a tantrum right now. Don't worry. I'll get back on the road. I think they do that because we might think, oh, it's just a small donut. I can have two. Girl, bye. Don't do that. Anyway, anyway, um, in this particular story, I do not surrender to the glazed donut temptation. I continue my journey down Bayshore Boulevard in San Francisco. When I get to the corner of Geneva and Bayshore, I immediately have a flashback of the incredible donut at Happy Donut just across the street from where I am. And I begin to salivate. I switch my route and surrender to the temptation of a huge chocolate glazed donut with a small carton of ice-cold milk to chase it down. I surrendered to the thought, satisfied my desire, but soon condemnation creeped in, and I beat myself up for eating that good old mouth-watering chocolate-glazed donut. And let me just tell you the truth. I had a few glazed donut holes. I justified the donut holes because they're not as big as a actual donut at the end of the day. I have overdone it, and now I feel condemned. Got it? Does that make sense? All right. In Herman's case, he needs to surrender to the right thing, which is the process God has created for him to break through and break out of his self-sabotaging patterns, overthinking, doubt, shame, condemnation, all that stuff. Let me go off the beaten path for a minute. You want to know how silly this is? I mean, it's a real thing um, that, that he's thinking. The thoughts are absolutely real, but why in the world is he feeling shame? She's the one that cheated. I'm just saying. Enemy can take things and 
But let me get back to the story of Herman. The idea of total surrender scares the bejesus out of Herman because he knows that to much is given, much is required. Surrendering completely to God means surrendering areas of his life that he wants to control and accepting the life that God has planned for him, Herman, which he, God, promises is best. Doing so requires Herman to wave the white flag of surrender because he knows he cannot do it on his own. But this, there's this selfish part of Herman that wants to, that wants to rebel. He, he, pastor and all, he wants to rebel because he's angry. He's frustrated. This woman that he's in love with has cheated on him again. I mean, he feels like a punk at this point. Anyway, let me get back. Let me get back. Herman was exhausted. He had been evading capture by who he believed was his enemy for years. However, over the last few months, the warfare had intensified so greatly that there seemed to be no end in sight. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. You ready? Have you ever been in a prolonged spiritual battle where it seems like all you do is lose and everyone around you is winning? I mean, the perception is that you're losing. Somebody said victory can also look like defeat. That's a whole nother declaration, but I just want to throw that in there real quick. No, but seriously, you're doing the things that you're supposed to do but very little seems to be in your favor. You can't see it, but I'm raising both my hands, my feet, and I'm jumping up and down saying, me, me, me. I can definitely identify with that scenario. You know what I mean. It seems like you you, you can't catch a break. There is one issue after another. For example, you think you've paid all your creditors off and you're getting ready to celebrate. You're really excited about this financial plan that you put together only to find out that someone from 1906 contacts you and says you owe money for co-signing for your play uncle's cousin's sister-in-law's best friend who is no longer even speaking to any of the people on that side of the family. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Herman knew what to do spiritually, that is, to surrender. But he was too weak to resist the temptations before him. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's found in Matthew 26 and 41. Earlier, I mentioned the white flag. I mentioned the white flag, the white flag of surrender. The white flag is universally known as a sign of surrender. Let's park here for a minute, and let me give you some history. Soldiers have been using white flags to signify surrender for thousands of years. The white flag later become, became well-established in Western warfare. But evidence shows it also arose independently in China during the Eastern Han Dynasty in the first three centuries AD. In more recent history, the white flag has become an internationally 
recognized symbol not only for surrender, but also for the wish to initiate ceasefires and conduct battlefield negotiations. The various meanings of the white flag were later codified. In other words, they were established in the, um, the Hague and the G Geneva Conventions of the 19th and 20th centuries. Those same treaties also forbid armies from using the white flag to fake a surrender and ambush uh, enemy troops. So um, I, I know that, um, you know, as I was, as I did this research, and I'm gonna get back to the um, heart chair in just a minute. As I did this research, I thought, you know, people are so shady today that even in warfare, I wouldn't put it past them if they used the white flag of surrender to do exactly opposite of what the convention, the Geneva and the Hague Convention say, which is they're forbid, they, they, are, um, they are forbidden from using the white flag um, as a fake surrender only to ambush their, their enemy troops. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let me, let me get back to Herman. In his case, his indecision, or what the old saints would, would have called double-mindedness, held him captive in the spiritual battle he faced. However, raising his spiritual white flag, that is to surrender, enables Jesus to set him free as a captor, capture, excuse me, captive, Jesus to set him free as a captive. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. The inward battle between our ears, that is, uh, in our mind, it, it stops us from surrendering because we want to do what we want to do, <laughs> how we want to do it, when we want to do it, with whom we want to do it. That's human nature, but it doesn't make it right. I know we live in a society that says if it feels good, you should do it. Well, all things may be lawful. In other words, it may be permissible to do that particular thing, but it's not expedient. It's not smart to do it, or it's not the timing may be off, or whatever the case may be. But just remember that when we surrender, it, it, it prohibits us from doing whatever we want, whenever we want, how we want it, for as long as we want, because we are surrendered, right? And I'm talking about being surrendered to God. Um, though God knows our, I mean, we can, we can, doing whatever feels or seems good is never the, the best option. Though God knows our thoughts, sees our actions, he will never, he will never will his will on us. Does that make sense? He will never impose his will on us. So in other words, what he wants us to do, he will never force us to do it. He will allow us to exercise our free will of choice, even if it is to our detriment. It's not because he doesn't care. It's because it's against the law. What law? The spiritual law of God. He cannot, God, nor will he ever interfere with the precious gift he gave us, a free will of choice. Let me, let me pause here for a minute. Um, I know this may sound confusing to some people, but God is sovereign. 
He is ruler over the entire universe. There's this spiritual law that was created, which says that that God made a promise that he would not interfere because he's a spirit. He made a promise that he would not interfere in the issues of man without getting permission from man. And when I say man, I'm talking about mankind, human beings. It's a law that he cannot do it. Not only can he not do it, but the enemy, the devil, they just know he's a spirit as well, and, 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 and his imps, the, the, the demons. They are spirits as well. They operate illegally without an actual human being, without a body. And I know this is a little bit deep, but I, I, it's important for you to understand that because I want you to understand the nature of God, and I want you to understand because very often – People blame God. Why did he let this happen? Why didn't he stop this? Blah, blah, blah. You have to understand, God is not like man. I'm just like there are man-made laws. If I go out and I run a stop sign, I have broken the law. The consequences of me breaking that law is that I may get a ticket for running the stop sign. Or if I go out here and I commit, you know, a crime, I've broken the law of man. There are consequences for breaking that law. Me, I'm not breaking the law. I'm, just, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to wear an orange suit. I like the color orange. I don't want to wear a whole jumpsuit, though. I don't, I don't, every now and then I might wear a jumpsuit, but they're just too, too complicated when you got to go to the bathroom. Anyway, that's TMI. Let me get back to what I was talking about. Are you paying attention? I'm doing all that to make sure that you are paying attention. I told you we're going to take a journey today. But back to my point. So, yes, God can do anything but fail, but God will not break his own law, even if it means to help us, because he equipped us with a free will of choice. And at any given moment, we can exercise that free will of choice, surrender to his process, ask him to help us, and he'll be there to help us. When we use free will wisely, it allows us to surrender at will. God wants our surrender to be genuine, authentic, truthful, sincere, and a place which comes from the heart. In fact, he seeks worshipers, believers, that will give him their entire heart. That is complete surrender. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. One who is completely surrendered cannot fake the funk or fake it till you make it. But you can faith, F-A-I-T-H, it until you make it. Surrender equals obedience and complete humility, a willingness to deny ourselves what we desire in exchange for God's plan. Sometimes that's hard for people, accepting God's plan because it's going to be different than what we wanted. (laughs) Can I tell you a secret? Most people do not want to surrender regardless of the reason. It just is what it is. But there is one thing for certain. Most people usually fight not to surrender and will only do so if caught in most cases. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I could be wrong, but I believe that one of the primary reasons that people don't do this is because of condemnation which is first cousin with fear that shows up and fights us too. What do you mean, Tanya? Well, let's go back to Herman as an example. 
His conundrum was fear coupled by condemnation. He felt condemned about the way he felt about his wife. He felt like an idiot. Remember I said that? He felt like um, like she was playing him, blah, 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 blah. But you do realize that condemnation, oh, I already said that. Um, it, it, condemnation um, will, will, will fight us to the death, not necessarily physically, but definitely spiritually or emotionally. Here's the good news. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ, through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. There's one more part. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. That is what surrender looks like. We keep God's commands. Our fears, condemnations, Reluctance to surrender, et cetera, are not a surprise to God. He's aware of everything that hinders us. The beautiful thing is that God is greater than our hearts. Not that organ beating in our chest, pumping blood, but our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, the core of who we are. The core of, um, as I said, the core of running who we are. God is more powerful than any thought we conceive. Do you understand that? Like we think all these things. We think all these things, but God is greater. God is greater than anything we can ever conceive or, guess what, anything we can perceive. Condemnation is, is running from the problem. But instead, we should run to the problem. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's a lot. And you want me to run? Yes. Run to it head on. Let's let's get that thing under control. Okay. I know I got to come to a close. When we surrender, we allow God to carry our burden, to fight for us, and reposition us for his purpose and his glory. That's why we live, for God's purpose and for God's glory. But let's get back to Herman again and his surrender phobia. <laughs> I got to tell you that another issue with Herman is the strongholds that set up in his mind that have been the biggest issue. And I'm out of time. Um, I, I knew that I wasn't going to finish this because there's so much. I don't want to give you a drink of water with a fire hose. I want you to be able to um, absorb what I've taken, um, excuse me, what I've given you. I want you to be able to think through it. I want your mind, I want the wheels in your mind to be turning about Herman and his issue, who is, by the way, a fictitious character. Um, and I want you to be thinking about um, surrender and what that looks like in your life. We're going to get ready to transition into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. But before we do that, um, we're going to open the call up so that um, anybody that called in late didn't get a chance to say hello. We're going to allow you that time to, to say your name and uh, allow us to say good morning to you. 
There's no pressure. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but we'd like to invite you, especially we'd like to open it up this way. We're going to allow our men, if there are any men on the call, because uh, women, we can be so vocal. And when, once we take off, it's it. So we're going to give our men a chance to speak first. Uh, so if there are any brothers on the call that would like to say good morning, uh, now is your time to do so. We're not going to take comments just yet, but we're just going to say good morning. Any brothers out there that want to say good morning? Yes, Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Kevin. Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning to you. Good morning. Glad to hear you. Anybody else want to say good morning? Any other brothers want to say good morning? Hey, it's E.K. Dawson. Good morning, good morning. Great morning. Good morning, E.K. How you doing? Any other brothers want to say good morning? Good morning, declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Sarge. Good morning, good morning. Anybody else? Any other brothers? All right. Listen, I want the brothers to wrap their arms around Kevin. This is, I think this is his third. He's been calling every day this week. So happy that you're here, Kevin, and just praying that you will continue to call in. All right, any first-time callers today? Your very first time calling. Um, uh, we'd just like to know who you are. If you could just say good morning, state your name, no pressure. Or if it's your first time speaking, you've called in before, but you've never said Good morning. We just like to be able to put a name to a voice. The call is open to first-time callers and first-time speakers. Going once, going twice. All right, it's a free-for-all. Anybody, anybody want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, Good morning, Mother. Good morning, Mother. Good morning, Cat. <laughs> hey, Cat. <laughs> Good morning, Sabrina. Thank you for your declaration, Tanya. Appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome, Sabrina. Keep calling, back. Good morning, Tanya. It's it's Moxie. Great declaration. Good morning, Moxie. Good morning, it's Sister Stephanie. Oh, good morning, Sister Stephanie. Happy New Year to you. All right, thank you. Same to you. Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Juju. Good morning, Tanya. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss Thank you. Good morning, Tanya. It's Glorious Gloria. Hey, Glow. How you doing this morning? Doing good, thank you. God bless. God bless. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Swanita. Good morning, Swanita. Morning, Good morning. Tanya. This is Patience. I heard Patience. Happy New Year, Patience. And I heard one other person. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Christina. Oh, hey, Christina. Good morning. Good morning. Great morning. God morning. It's magnificent. Awesome declaration, Tanya. Good morning, Magnificent. God bless you. Good morning, Tanya. It is wonderful. Hey, Great declaration. Thank you. God bless you. Great day. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Anybody else? 
All right, we're going to transition. Go ahead, sis. All to Jesus I surrender all to Thee I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in His presence Daily give. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to be my blessed Savior. I surrender. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, back in our church, uh, True Hope Church of God in Christ, that was one of the foundational songs that um, we sang during altar call. So after the word was given, um, we would transition to that song and um, just as it did right now, it touched the hearts of many, many people. Um, and it um, set the tone and the atmosphere for people to really see and understand how important it is for us to surrender everything. Because you see, surrender is not just a little bit. Surrender is all. <laughs> it's, you don't, you're not surrendering if you're just giving part of you. So anyway, um, thank you, sis. I, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're a part of this call with me. This is a dream come true. I'm so glad that God has healed us and healed our relationship. And I'm looking forward to the great and mighty things that we're going to do together. I love you. <laughs> Amen. I, I I agree. I, I'm with you. I'm standing on you. I'm looking forward to it myself. But I want to say I am Herman today. Oh. But I <laughs> God is healing me, but I am Herman today, but I won't be tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Change is coming. <laughs> yes. Wow. Anybody have hey. any questions? Hey. Or... Hey. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, good morning. This is Dee Dee. Oh, sister. Thank you for that, because that has been my place for the last couple of days, Tanya. You know what's going on. I yeah. surrender all, and I, that came to me, and when you were talking about Herman, I thought about it, how things happen, and we don't understand, and when God is telling us to do something, it's like, as you were sharing, I felt my chest um, getting lighter, because it's been mm -hmm. so heavy, and I'm like, God, what's going on? You, you, I lost my son, and then my nephews, I've lost so many nephews, and then my nephew in Texas just lost one of his daughters. And his other daughter had to have surgery. And I'm like, Lord, but even in that, because you are our hiding place through it all. Three daughters, one lost her life. One had to have brain surgery, and the baby was untouched. So I'm like, uh. I surrender all. I surrender all. I know this is hard and it's heavy. I don't understand. My sister and I had a conversation yesterday, and it's like, the secret things belong to the Lord. We don't know. Can you imagine if, if God showed us? what was going to happen, what we would go through, we would, oh, my God. 
But when Sis was singing that, it took me back to when we got the news. That's all I could he, And I he wasn't even thinking about it being surrender. I'm like, what is it that I have not done? Not that this is tied to me, but it is mm-hmm. with my loved ones. And when they heard, I heard, but I surrender all. So, Sis, thank you for for that. Thank you. It's just, you're right, Tan. It's like the altar call. So my yeah. heart is lighter today than it was yesterday. So thank you, Sis. I love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Didi. And we are definitely praying for your family. Um, that's a that's a lot to go through at one point. Losing a child is not, I can't even imagine. I'm not even going to say what it is because I've never experienced it. Uh, but losing a child and then having a child that has had to have major surgery is a bit, I mean, that's a lot. Uh, but the baby that was unscathed, the baby wasn't touched. You know God's hand is in that. It may not look like it, but it is. Anybody else have a comment? You have a question? You need clarity about anything that I said this morning? Good morning, Tanya. This is Joyful. I just want to say excellent declaration. I love uh, the storyteller in you and how I imagine others like me might have been suspended. And I was driving while listening and like, man, this was an amazing share um, the word sovereignty stood out to me. I laughed quite a bit in 1906, like really all, but okay. <laughs> but such, um, you know, keeping the attention of the listener and how God was strategically um, pricking our hearts and keeping us as you shared it. So I'm thankful for this first day of February and the kickoff to surrender. And I pray um, that as the altar call, because that's exactly what happened. Like, well, now the altar is open. I don't know how light the comments are going to be because we are now sitting in this place and understanding that surrender is complete. It is total. True surrender is not partial. So thank you so much for sharing your gift with us. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for confirming what I know I need to do. Um, We're going to shift gears because, um, and I'm going to ask Sheena, if you're in position one more time, we're going to shift gears. We may or may not have comments today, um, but I really feel pressed. Um, uh, to open the virtual altar. There may be things that, and you don't have to tell me what they are. You don't need to name them. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. Um, but there may be things that you need to surrender. Um, and in so doing, we want to create the atmosphere for you. to Amen. Amen. So if there is someone that knows that there are things they need to surrender to God, you've been holding on to them, um, you've been disappointed, you've been indecisive, today is your day. To surrender all to God. What does that look like? It's a decision. It's, it's a decision to say to God, I've been trying to do my hallelujah. I've been trying to do things. I've been trying to follow my own plan. It's been working. I realize I'm self-sabotaging what for me. And, and I, I mean, how timely is it? For us to have gone through a month of repentance. So when we surrender, it allows us to effectively 
It allows us to relinquish, disavow, disallow those things that we were doing before. Okay. So while the atmosphere has been set, um, I'm going to, again, I don't need you to say what you're doing, what, what you're surviving from. That's not necessary because you're going to have a con- your conversation with God. Um, and I'm going to lead you in prayer today um, to begin the process. And so if there, is, if there is one or several, what I'm going to ask you to do is just come off mute and say, it's me. You don't, you don't have to say your name if you don't want to. You can just say, it's me, so that I'll know if I need to pray for one or just a few. And we're not going to go into comment after you come off mute. If you say, it's me, put your phone back on mute so I can give instructions and we can pray. Is there one that wants to surrender to God this morning? It's me. 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 Thank you all for being obedient. And I want you to know those were individual me's. There's a lot of people. It's me. Amen. Amen. And y'all keep saying it if you want to. I'm going to get ready to wind it up and, and give instructions. And we're not in a hurry because it's only 7.05. Look how God did that thing. It's only 7.05. Is my clock wrong? No, it's only 7.05. No, not wrong. Amen. It's only 7.05 on Thursday, February. Amen. February the 1st, 2024. Amen. God bless you. February 1st, 2024. Now, what I want to first say to you is is, um, there are these thoughts that may try to surface um, that, you know, this is just a call, you know, it's nothing to what she's saying, blah, 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 blah. Um, And for some of you, this is a repeat, right? You've surrendered before and you've surrendered before that and you've surrendered before that and before that. I want to say to you, it's important that you not condemn yourself. I'm going to say it again. I said it before. Condemnation is running from the problem. We're not running anymore. We're going to run to the problem. We're going to face it head on. So how do we surrender? We make a decision. I'm, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in charge anymore. I want to allow God to have control over this particular thing. Right, so it's a decision. Surrender also requires faith. It requires that you trust God. You don't have to know the details. You don't have to know how he's going to do it. You don't have to know when he's going to do it, who he's going to do it through. You don't need to know any of those details. God will give you the details as you go along. Okay, so surrender requires a decision. It requires faith. Surrender also requires action. It's going to require you to do something. It may be not doing the particular thing that you were doing, or it may be embracing a particular thing. I don't know. Your situa- everybody's situation is different, but you know that, right? You instinctively, or the Holy Spirit, as I'm praying, as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit is beginning to reveal things to you. I know he is because this is him taking over the call. He's revealing, yep, that thought right there, that, that thought. He's revealing things to you. And as he's revealing things to you, take note. You, he may, there may be a whole download that you get 
grab a pen and paper right quick and write it write it down. I'm going to talk for a few more minutes and then we're going to pray. Okay? Cuz there's there's there is healing that is taking place. Some of you are beginning to cry. Let the tears fall. Examine the tears. Don't be quick to wipe them. Are they hot? Are they coming down your face really slowly? Are they coming down really fast? Examine them. Why are you crying? What are the what's behind the tears? So examine them. Yes, you found yourself and you need, you found, you something has been identified, right? You made a decision, you've identified that thing, you've made a decision, you're going to, you're willing to exercise. I don't know how you're going to do this, God. This my, this my 17th time coming to you about this same thing. I'm sick of having to come to you about this. I'm sick of repenting. Repenting, I mean, re- surrender requires repentance. God, I love how strategic you are. We went through a whole month of, of repentance. We know that repentance is to do an about face, turn from whatever it is that you were doing, right? The virtual turn for, for most of us. Some of us, it may be a physical turn, turning away from. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm completely surrendered to God and his process. Surrendering also requires that we accept the process. It doesn't have to feel good. You don't have to like it. Um, you it, it may it, you may think that it's it's embarrassing, so on and so forth. Listen, listen. You listening? Get over it. Part of the process. Do you want free or not? I know it should be freedom. I'm asking you. Do you want free or not? Okay. Am I making sense to you? Come off mute and let me know if I'm making sense. Somebody, let me know. Yes. yes. All right. So listen, the beauty about your surrender today is that no one sees you. We can hear you, but with all those yeses, we don't know who it is that's saying yes. So there, there's no shame behind. Don't allow yourself, don't allow the enemy into making you feel guilty about, um, or self. It's not always the enemy. Self will also condemn us. But we don't, we don't need to do that. I'm going to read you the scripture one more time, and then we're going to get ready to pray. Um, uh, no, hold on one second. I want to give it to you so you can use it as as reference. Uh, Romans eight and one. Therefore, oh my goodness, come on, Tanya. All right. Therefore, there is now, right now in this moment, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You've been set free. Jesus paid the price and he took our sins and nailed them to the cross. Now, Here's where the fight comes in. Our hearts try to condemn us. Our hearts want us to to believe that we've done so much. There's no way that God can ever forgive me. I've done way too much. If I started telling you guys what it is, you wouldn't even want me to be on this call. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. We're not here to judge you. We're here to help you. So 
also I want to read this other scripture that says first John three, um, excuse me, it's found in first John three, twenty through twenty three. It says, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. So whatever you're condemning yourself of, God already knows about it, and He's greater than that thing. He knows about it anyway. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. So by making this step to repent, to to, to, to make the decision to um, repent, to surrender, and to believe and trust God, we, cannot, we are now positioned to ask him for help. You can't do it on your own. That's why you're in this position. We tr- me too, me too. I'm, I got both my hands up, literally. I just raised them. We can't do it on our own. We need help of the Holy Spirit. And he is eager to help us. He wants to help us. So we're going to pray. I need you to listen. After we pray, we're going to take our phones off mute to begin to celebrate the victory that we have. We'll do that for a few minutes. And then we'll put our phones back on mute. And maybe we'll have testimony service this afternoon. I mean, this morning. Maybe we'll, we'll have testimony service. We'll see how the Lord leads. So, Father, we thank you that in spite of the fight that I had last night, um, the attack that was on my body, thank you, Lord Jesus, that this word was delivered for these, your people. You knew exactly what they needed to hear. Their hearts have been properly positioned. They have confessed that they need to con- that they need to surrender. You know who they are. You know what they need to surrender. You know the the challenges that they that we have been having in surrendering. I've put myself it goes to me first. Father, we repent. You told us what that looks like. You taught us through every single person that gave a declaration in the month of, of January. You told us what that looks like. So we, all of us Standing in unity before you, make an about face. Yay. Glory to God. We make an about face on that situation, on that issue that we need to surrender. And we yield it and ourselves to you. And we thank you for allowing us one more opportunity this morning on February the 1st, 2024 at 7.14 a.m. Our hands are lifted up to you, God. And we surrender all to you. And we will not lay a foundation of repentance. We will not come back to this particular thing again. We give it to you. We cease and desist all activity related to whatever the challenge was. We disavow. We come out of agreement with whatever that thing was. We we stand wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly flat-footed, and make the decision today that we will not find ourselves in this position again. We will not fight against you. We run towards you, God, and we thank you in advance for your invitation to come to you, all that are laden and heavy laden, and you will give us rest. Our surrender gives us rest this morning. We will no longer overthink it. We will no longer try to be in control, we confess it all to you, 
and surrender it all to you. We thank you, Father, for another chance. We thank you for the difference. We thank you for giving us exactly what to do, step by step, day by day, even hour by hour if necessary. We will not live in condemnation. We are free according to the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. We thank you in advance for what you're doing. We thank you in advance that we are more than conquerors. We glorify you when we give you praise as we take our phones off mute and celebrate our victory. We are overcomers. Glory to your name, Service <laughs> is now open. 
if there's anybody that wants to testify of the goodness of God, now is your time to do so. No? Okay. Mr. Darcy, I want to testify that I'm, but that, that my mom and my son and my brother and my cousin, I have a very small family. They all trust me again. I want to testify that I surrendered to God. I want to testify that I got on this line this morning and I woke up above ground. And I want to thank God for every single one of you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Darcy. Anybody else want to testify about what took place during the prayer or um, what took place as you identified yourself as someone that needs to surrender? Anybody else want to share? Amen. This is Sister Stephanie. Um, I just want to say I started writing down words as we went through it, and it went from pain, remorse, upheaval, fake, unworthy, sabotage, loneliness, unmerited favor, wisdom. Light, love, release, um, re- reaching out, urge, surrender, submit, faith, sacrifice, worship, love, in Jesus' name. That's it. Amen. Thank you, Sister Stephanie, for sharing that. Anybody else? This okay. is Sister Darcy. Can I add that I surrender? That it's because I surrendered. I'm going to keep surrendering, and I didn't try to push myself upon them. Amen. Yeah, you you mm-hmm. just did it. <laughs> good stuff. Keep good, keep surrendering to God. Anybody else? Hey, t- hey, Mother Goose. This is Cat. Yes, uh, last Kat. night. Last night it was it wasn't a good uh, uh, look on. Well, it wasn't a good uh, scene at the house, you know, me and my husband. Uh-huh. And um I I I I went to bed like, Lord, please help, you know, like help and um thanking God and um in my in my sleep, uh he was chasing me, you know, the song I can't think of it uh, uh I don't know what he mean not let me think of but it was chasing me. And I was just I'm thanking God I you that one? Yes. Look and then I just was thanking God didn't get on this line this morning and here and it, it's the control. I'm I'm surrendering the you know, want to be in control. So mm. I just praise God for this line, you know, to be able to release, you know, because sometimes you just want, you know, the stubbornness, I guess it's in my heart. I don't share with my husband, you know, and I need to work on that too, you know. So I'm just surrendering. I'm surrendering that to, to God and let his will be done to help me in my marriage and not to be so bossy and, and you know, trying to be in control and all that because I have a great good husband, you know, so just that right there. Kat, thank you for being so transparent this morning. Um, you're not the only one. You know, we we live in a society where, you know, where we have to be independent as women and then we get married and we try to carry that independence into the marriage and your husband needs to be your husband and you're covering and and we can't be in control. Sometimes we just got to bite our tongue and let it be what it is and, you know, let him know, let him know, let him know. Um, and, and don't just tell him what you're going to do and how it's going to be different, show him. And, 
and God is going to honor you. And you can also ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, you know, um, how to be the wife that your husband needs. And also ask him to help you with, um, you know, now that you've surrendered, any time that little thing tries to come up with you, and this is for anybody, this is not just for Kat, any time that little controlling spirit tries to come up, that he helps you to identify it quickly and you punish it. Remember, there's this scripture, ah, Shell, you might be able to help me if you're on the line or anybody. We punish disobedience. Oh, man, 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 man. Um, if somebody remembers it, that would be great. Um, we could share that. But the way you punish disobedience is that you don't, you don't feed it. You know, you, pun- you punish it by not feeding it, by rejecting it, um, and doing what we, we should do. Anybody else want to share or have a little testimony that, that you want to share this morning about what took place for you? Yes, this is Moxie. I am surrendering. Um, what is that word? I'm looking for? Not it's, it's control too, but it's God. It's a trip. I just took it right out my mind just that quick. But I like the oh God, I'm surrendering so much. But it's not just the control, but the God trying to play God. You know, I know we, we I'm not, but you know, just surrendering to um into His his will of what he wants not what i want you know i mean i, I want what he wants you know i definitely want you know people to be saved and all that stuff but it's it's just like this good thing where um i just want to surrender i be i, I call it a, a god like um spirit you can't control things you can't you know um fix things you can't you know those things so that's for him to do vengeance is hit all of it is here so i'm just surrendering that Amen. Getting in our own way, trying to help God. He's like, I didn't ask you yeah. to help Yeah. Me. I'm guilty too. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm guilty. Just be all in the way. All in yes, the way. all in the way. And and I'm also surrendering the sabotage spirit. That mm-hmm. sabotage spirit. Yeah. Amen, Moxie. I'm proud of you. Thank I'm you. proud of you. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's big. And thank you for being so transparent. Like people, people, it's like we, we, part of the reason why we have such challenges is because, you know, you know how the word tells us we are overcomers by the words of our testimony, right? What we do is, is that we hide what's going on. We don't, and hiding it because we don't have to be accountable for it or to it. (laughs) Nobody knows, right? So, you know, if you blow it, nobody knows you blew it because they don't know because you haven't made yourself accountable. But no, when we make ourselves accountable to someone else or to others, they help us to stay on point. Not to not to um, antagonize you or to uh, make you feel bad because you blew it. Because, you know, along the way you, you blew it. You, you, you will blow it, not you will blew it. You will blow it. And when we do, we repent and we keep going. So I want to thank you for your transparency. You, Moni, you've come such a long way. Oh yes. my God, you've come Glory such a long way. Yes, she has. Tanya, Mother Goose. Uh-huh. That's another thing. This is Cat. I am sick of uh, of hiding behind lies and excuses. You know how it, things be just lies and excuses. You be like, dang, you're just making excuses for this, that, and that, and this. No, stop. Oh. That's that's yeah. good when you said said that. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm guilty. Man, y'all stepping all on my own. Y'all stepping on my toes this morning. I'm guilty of justification. I'm guilty of, you know, I think I'm trying to explain what it is that I'm doing or a decision that I made when really what I'm doing is justifying it. And the, the lines are sometimes so blurred for me that I don't I don't always see them until after the fact. And so I know that I need to, I know I need to work on that. Sometimes it's just hard for me to just say, you know, you're right. Uh, I, I, that was, you're right. And just leave it at that. You don't have to say nothing else. You were right. Because sometimes trying to explain doesn't make it better. It makes it, makes it worse. Anyway, anybody else want to um, hey. share this? Yeah. Yes. It's your youngest, well, I ain't your youngest sister, but one of your sisters. <laughs> the uh, cat and Mona made me think about, yesterday I had my annual physical, and my doctor said, it was more of a um, counseling session, but it was, you know, checking your vitals and all stuff. And she said, so, Demetriana, what, what have you been doing to take care of you? Like, and so when they were saying that, like me not taking on so much so like my I'm the one who'll take your problems like your problems are now mine but I've learned to give that back and so my surrender this morning was like for everything from my mom everybody's stuff like I surrendered all because I'm not God I can't do I can't fix it I can't fix everybody's stuff so that will help me continue to not have ocular migraines and be sick and not be about my own business so I, I realized that I've been putting stuff off for myself because of others, because that's how my heart is set up. Does that make sense? So this morning I got free again. Like, I'm so light, um, sis. Like, for real. You know, these kids probably be oh. sick of me, but I'm I'm about to sing them all kind of songs this morning. They're about to get blessed <laughs> up in here. You hear me? Yes. Didi, you know what came to me as you were talking? And I know you may have to go back on mute because you're at work. But what came to me is you are a woman of empathy but it's important for you to find the balance so that you're not taking everything on. Does that make sense? You've got to find that balance. And so here's what I've discovered, or at least this has happened to me. When I'm learning, not necessarily a new process, but when a change is taking place or I'm, yeah, or I'm transitioning from one area to another, it's like I go from one extreme to the other, and then I back up until I find the middle ground. I back up to what until I find what is my norm. Does, does that make sense? Like, so you have... It you completely, have it does. Okay. Good, 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 yeah, yeah. So you got to find your balance of empathy so you're not overwhelmed mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, good. And, and can I tell you this, too, because my sister Antonia came from Vegas, and she'll come like every six weeks, and so she's been able to kind of see how I go through stuff, and she's mm-hmm. like, Dita, because she calls me Dita, I'm going to need you to do you, like, I'm, she's coming from everything, just, not mm-hmm. just the physical day-to-day, but mental, emotional stuff, because I take on your emotional stuff, and I know that's not what God created me to do, so wow. while she's here, I'm doing that. My, my baby girl is 29 a day, so she's officially older than me. So I'm going to celebrate with her and just let, like, let everything else go. Amen. 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 Yeah. Love y'all. Good for you. Good for you. Um, somebody Good for else. You. This is Sonia. Yeah. Go Dee ahead, Dee just stepped right, her little sister, Dee, my big sister, Dee, Dee just stepped right along her little sister's toe. Mm. I do that. Mm. Been doing that. Mm. And that's why I've been sick for three weeks. Mm. Trying to do everything. 
Mm-hmm. And what he said to me is, let it go. Yeah. And I also wait for the last minute. So procrastination is my big thing. Mm-hmm. Thinking I can do it at the last minute. Thinking I'm superwoman. Mm-hmm. I just got my voice back and I'm so happy because I couldn't talk for two weeks. Oh, wow. wow. I knew what that was. I knew what it was, even though I was sick. But, Didi, I love you. Um, but I understand. And I had to learn. I learned it on Monday that I had to stop people. I can't help you. I can give you direction to who can help you. But I can't help you. Yeah. I got to I gotta take care of me before I can do anything else. And I'm trying yeah. not to cry. It's okay if you cry, Sonia. Sometimes the tears are necessary. Remember when I was saying earlier today about examining the tears? It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. Look at me, my crying me. I, I will try to stuff a tear in a minute, but um, sometimes it's necessary. We have pressure that gets built up inside of us, and it has to. It needs a release, and if it doesn't release through your tears, it may le- release through an illness. Or, or something else, and we don't want that. And so the tears come, um, and the thing, your tears are so special to God. As you allow them to flow, and I hope you will continue to allow them to flow, the Bible says that he, he, he captures our tears in a bottle. He captures our tears in a bottle. Think about how many times you've cried before. And, you know, it's just, you know, you get a tissue, you wipe them off your face or you wipe them with your hand. I know men say they don't need tissue. They just wipe them with their hand. I don't know, whatever. Um, but at, at the, there are tears are so special that he captures them in a bottle. And then he says over in his word, I think it's in Revelation, there will be no more tears. But while we're here on earth, allow your body to do what it does and shed the hurt or the pain or the grief or the sadness or or the disappointment or the feeling overwhelmed or whatever that feeling behind those tears is, is healthy for you to do that. It's not something to do all the time. You need the release now. Yeah. Yeah. But I thank you for this. Amen. Listen, today might be a good old day for a nice hot bubble bath some candles, and some tears. I'm just saying. I'm just I know. Saying. Yeah. I'm going to put Randolph and Mortimer in the front room and tell them to stay in the front of the house. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Yep. Amen. Anybody else? This is Joyful Tanya. I want to give you the scripture that you were looking for. It was 2 Corinthians 10 and 6. Um when our disobedience is full, I lost it. I had it put up on my phone. Um, and then very quickly for our two sisters and anybody else that's on the call, Tanya, the description that you just gave, I see it like backing into a parking space or parallel parking. You know how to do it when you said, you know, I, I do it and I go forward and I go backward until I get a rhythm. So trust the yeah. instrument that you have. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the ability. We have the tools. And then um, I'm going to say like office hours to Sony and others who continue to extend themselves beyond themselves, that everybody, even Jesus, want a way to pray. So thank you again. Thank you again. Wow, Joyful. You just dropped some nuggets. You remember that song? You dropped a bomb on me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for that. That was really, really good. And so I'd like to read, if it's okay with you, I'd like to read um, that scripture um, that Jacqueline just, that Joyful just gave us. Um, I'm going to start at the, it's 2 Corinthians 10. I'm going to start at the fourth verse and I'm going to read through the sixth verse. And I'm reading from the NIV. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Now, you cannot punish disobedience until your obedience is complete. In this instance, we're talking about surrender. Once we surrender, we're now in a position, a better position to punish disobedience. But remember, I talked about strongholds earlier in the um, heart share, the declaration when we were talking about Herman, that was part of his big thing was the the, 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 the strongholds in his mind. And so if you could picture this, a stronghold <clears throat> was used back in the day in battles where um, um, the, the, uh, the enemy was, um, they, the, the, it wouldn't be the enemy, the fighting. So group A is fighting against group B, right? Group A, excuse me one second. I want to clear my throat in your ears. Okay. So what they would do is they would create barriers and they were, that would allow them to hold their position strongly and made it very, very difficult for the enemy to get past these barriers that they could. And they could be, I mean, all kinds of things, but it made it, it, it became an impenetrable fortress. Um, and so it might take the enemy um, back then, it might take them, you know, months, even years, if they were able to do it at all, to break through the barriers, to break through the strongholds. And so what this scripture is talking about is that we are able to break, um, demolish, not break up. We are able to demolish strongholds. The strongholds are some like these thoughts that get in our minds. And for some of you, you've had these thoughts. Um, that have been in your mind for months, years, decades, and it just seems like they won't go away. You can't get rid of them. That's a stronghold that the enemy has set up in your mind. But the word is telling us today that we have divine power to demolish strongholds. We cannot allow our, we, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And so what that means to me when I, when I think about the argument that is taking place in your head, you'll never be nothing. You'll never get that degree. You will never, your marriage ain't never going to be right. You're going to always be this. You're going to always be that. The constant accusation that the enemy lodges at us that some of you all made a decision to surrender to today. You, you, those things, we are able to, um, we are able to demolish those strongholds because we make a decision that we're going to demolish the arguments that are going on in our mind. See, everything, is, the, the, the enemy is, it's not so much that he's attacking us physically, it's going on in the mind. Remember, I kept saying today that gray matter between our ears, 
that's where the battle is taking for taking place. But we can come against, we can demolish those arguments. We can demolish the pretensions that set itself up against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God says that we are more than conquerors. The knowledge of God says that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. The knowledge of God says that I am um, I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm a lender and not a borrower. The, lot of, the knowledge of Christ says that not only did he die for my sins, but he healed me from all diseases. The knowledge of God says that uh, if I'm faithful over a few things, he'll make me a ruler over many. The knowledge of God says that he'll make room for my, God, my gifts. The knowledge of God says that I'm forgiven if I confess and believe. The knowledge of God is his word. So whatever it is that you need to use to, as an argument against to demolish the strongholds that are in your mind, equipping yourself with the word of God enables you to then demolish those arguments that say you're a loser, you're never going to win, or oh, she's just talking. You know, she, she over there, she ain't got nothing going on, she ain't, she ain't suffering. You have no idea what my life is, none. Don't let, the de- don't let the devil trick you. Don't let yourself trick you. I'm saying we can demolish those arguments, and we can not only demolish them, we can punish them. The best way you can punish disobedience is through the word of God. Making a decision. I'm not doing that. Even if you have to say it out loud. So I'm going to use my glazed donut example, okay? I'm riding down Bayshore. I get to Geneva and Bayshore. Right in front of me, I see Happy Donuts. The thought comes, girl, go get you a donut. You haven't had one in a year. You'll be all right. You go to the gym tomorrow, you can work it off. I'm not going to no Happy Donuts to get no donut. No, I'm not. I make a right on Geneva, and I keep going to my destination. I'm not going. You don't, you don't rule me. I rule you. <laughs> Anybody else? We're almost coming up on the, the top of the hour, and I don't want to keep you. Mm-hmm. Just to keep- Hi, Kiki. Hi, is this my cha-cha? Hi, baby, I love you. Love you, too. Aww. Mm-hmm. Oh, so precious. Aww. I miss you guys. Chase? Chasey, oh, it's Chasey. I thought this was cha-cha. Hi, Chase. Oh, you made my day. You made my day. I, I love you. Dude. Okay, baby. I look forward to it. We got to make a date. Raven? Yes? Are you going to enlighten us with some thought that you have this morning? Am I going to enlighten you with what? Some thought that you have this morning? <laughs> I wasn't. I was just enjoying being quiet. Okay. Um, well, no, everything you. was really good. Uh, you you brought up Happy Donuts, and that is my favorite place to be. <laughs> Wait a minute, Ray. Have, have you had their um? Have you had their their um? Their breakfast sandwiches. Their breakfast. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so I gotta admit, when Katie used to go to uh, school up there on uh, Menzel, I mean not Menzel, to the school up there, a preschool. Uh-huh. Um, me and T would stop there pretty almost every morning. This was when he was fat. We would stop there almost every <laughs> morning <laughs> and get donuts or a breakfast sandwich. He was like, "Want to go to Happy Donuts?" 
So that was our pastime. So you bringing that up really brought back uh, happy memories of donut time. And like your whole declare about Herman, rest in peace, Herman. I know he ain't no, he ain't around no more, but that was just great. It was like it was really great, and it um, it hit home for a lot of a lot of people. And um, I'll just say like for myself, like things that I've been working on. And I've given up and making intent to surrender um, to God, just like bitterness and anger and um, just the amount of control. Like somebody said earlier about control, like, oh, it's so difficult when you are, you know, you want to, you want things to be your way. And how, however you, you know, approach them, whether it's wrong or right, it's just like the justification of no, it's got to be this way. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know, because you're not in control. Like, it literally has to be the way that God designed it to be. And the more we try to maintain control, the more we try to obtain control, the more we ruin uh, what is already in place and what's supposed to be taking place. And so those are just things that, um, like, I felt when other people were sharing that, like, I really, like, I agree, like, I stand firm on that. And that's just, those are the touch points that I've been working on. Amen. Thank you for sharing. It's good to hear your sound, too. Um, is there another? Is there anybody else? Yeah. Good morning. Oh. Good morning. Yeah. I heard two people. Um, I know I heard Eric, and then who was the, the lady that I heard? Magnificent. Oh, go ahead, Magnificent. Um, so, good morning. Thank you for your declaration. It was awesome. So, this is another form of spiritual warfare. Um casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. So all of the scriptures that Tanya Tan, excuse me, was taught, speaking of, that's how you, this is like a rock, like, so like think of yourself like being behind a fence and the thoughts or the fiery darts or the arrows that are coming over at you or the thoughts, the negative thoughts that are in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to give it back with the scripture. So like your mm-hmm. thoughts are your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. Like, um, and I'm bringing every thought into captivity. That's how you demolish the strongholds and stuff like that. It's it's gonna be work. Like you're gonna be surrendering. What you're gonna be surrendering is surrendering, looking like you're crazy because you should be talking to yourself out loud when the thought comes into your because it creeps in. You know, like they said, the enemy is subtle, right? So he, yep get you on the battlefield of the mind and, 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 and you know, drops those thoughts in or those fiery darts, and you give it back to him. I'm bringing every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. So you capture that thought and you put it in jail, and then he's going to send another one, like, right? He's going to send another one. So your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. And then there's another one you capture, in, or you and or you can do the rubber band thing. So remember that you're when you're thinking these things or when these thoughts come, it reminds you to stay in a place of always throwing the word at it and speaking out loud. If you you know memorize and I cast my care on you, Lord God, because you said you care for me. So that's Amen. It. that this is this is gonna be work, and you're gonna be looking like you're. Um, special needs as you walk around if you speak out loud. <laughs> and and you know if you put your if you put your I mean it's up to you. If you care how what people think or whatever. You go on and put your earbuds on. They don't know if you're talking to somebody or whatever. They don't they don't know. And and if you don't care, just whatever it is what it is, right? Um but here's the thing. Um 
it 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 is going against the nature. It's going against our our human nature. One sec, Eric, and I'm gonna let you have the floor. Um, what we're talking about is the complete opposite of human nature, right? I don't know if you guys realize this, but the word was created to read out loud. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we read the word and we read it out loud, our inner ear hears it too. Our soul hears that word too. And we are ministering to ourselves, especially when you're engaged in battle. Read that word out loud if you're able to do so. It's, a, it's just you're taking it up another notch. You are fighting differently. Man, that was that was great, Dondria. Thank you for that. Um, Eric. Yeah, uh, good morning, uh, Big Sis. Uh, I wanna, just want to say uh, a great declaration. Um, what pricked my ears and, and, and um, really prompted me to really do a comment. And I just want to, I just want to piggyback on what um, my sister DeAndre said because she she got it, and you got it too. Um, when you talked about the the imagination and and the thoughts, and I refer back to what you said, Second Corinthians four and five, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty. You got to pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every high thing that gets all this stuff to the knockdown, bring it to captivity, every thought. <clears throat> when Revelation talks about it, it was a war in heaven, it was not a physical war. Because if you look at war in, in, in the Greek, it, it, it's polomos, which we get from politics, ideals. No creation, regardless of how strong it is, could not bring a physical onslaught against the Most High God, right? Mm-hmm. So it had to be. So what was this war? It's a war of ideals. So that's the basis of every spiritual warfare we say. It, it, it originates in your mind. When 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 um um Satan talked to Eve, you know, he, he talked about he presented thoughts into her mind. So that is the key. We have to understand that the warfare, the spiritual warfare, the warfare that happened in heaven, the warfare that happens now is all about what we think on what we believe, not a physical. You know, and I think you captured that so greatly in talking about what is our weapon. Our weapon is is, is, is our belief. It's, it's beginning to say that, listen, I don't believe in what you're saying. I believe in what God has said to me. And 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 with the physical um, weapons of the Bible, which is the thoughts of of, of what God has done and and His plan for salvation for us. When we receive that, we believe, right? When we become saved, it says what? You know, if thou shalt confess and believe in that heart, okay? It's not works. It's not anything we do physical. It's what we choose to believe and choose to receive. And that's the key to any type of warfare, warfare that we talk about in the spiritual plane. I just thought you just captured that so greatly. And I wanted to thank you for that and compliment you on that, my sister. Oh, thank you, Eric. There's nothing but the Holy Spirit um, uh, that is um, that really um, 
is uh, that used us today to be able to get this cloth, which is so so vital to us. It's vital to our survival. Um, and going back to um, what we've been talking about about the mind, I, I hope that you all are taking note and taking down some of these scriptures. If not, uh, I need whoever that is. If you could just go ahead and put yourself on mute real quick, um, because these are these are the nuggets that you will be able to use this month. Um, and not just this month, but I mean throughout your life, um, when you're using discernment, when you are um, combating the enemy, because you got to remember the enemy is subtle. It's not so much that he's so powerful. That's not it. Because greater is he that, in his, that is in me than he that is in the world. He's just subtle. He's tricky. And he is tenacious. He's stubborn. He doesn't give up. He keeps coming after us. He keeps coming after us. Whereas we have a battle and we think, okay, now we could go on vacation for the next five years. No, you, you, you need to stay alert. Right. And so, um, one of the, one of the things that one of, one of the things that I want to, um, talk about is, or give you another, um, tool that I want to give you is Philippians four and eight. And I tell you that, um, I, I use this, I was going through a particular thing, and I know we got to get ready to wind it up. I was going through a particular thing, and um, it was so heavy. Like, I, I could not, I, I just felt like I could not think straight. I couldn't, I was like Herman. I mean, I was, I was fighting this battle while everybody else around me, it just seemed like everything was normal for them. Um, and uh, I knew that for my sanity, I needed to, I needed some type of, God, you got to help me with this. What do I do so that I can battle these thoughts that are in my mind? It was a real thing. It was a real thing. And it involved um, the the safety of my children. It involved my safety. Um, it, I, so so it, was a, it, was, it was new for me because, well, I just, instead of beating all around the bush, my, my ex-husband uh, was addicted to crack. And I'd never been around drugs. I didn't, what does that look like? What is that? You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, and I was super young. I was in my early, how old was I? In my early 20s, I think. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've never, this was, this was not something that was just going to pray and go away. Um, and then there were things that come along with, with addiction that I didn't, I didn't know how to process. So I had to learn. So it was on the job training. And trying to protect myself and my children at the same time. It was just, it was something. So one of the, um, one of the scriptures that, that I had, uh, it, it's one of my favorites. It's Philippians 4 and 8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so what it helped me to do was flip the script. Yes, he stole the money again. Yes, he spent his whole checkup. But God, I thank you that we have a house. I'm going to think on the lovely things. I'm going to think, I thank you that you're protecting us. I thank you that my children are safe. And so literally these words that I would have to pick out things that I could be thankful for. No, it doesn't mean you're thankful for the situation, but think on those things that are lovely, that are pure, 
that are true, um, that this won't last forever. I know you're going to bring me through, God. I know you're going to, whatever it is that I did at the time to combat that that situation. And it's not, it wasn't just that situation. I've learned to um, use Philippians 4, 8 for many of the things that I've gone on in my life. Now, I know I used the word discernment <clears throat> earlier, and there are people from different levels on the call. And so I just want to make sure that we all understand or that, that you understand what I, when I say discernment, that you understand what I mean by that. And so um, when we talk about discernment, it's, it's a decision-making process that um, allows us to make a discovery that can lead to future action, right? Um, and so spiritual discernment, um, God gives us, he gives the individual to help us to arrive at the best decision. So let me see if I can use an example. What example can I use? Um, well, I mean, I guess I can keep it super, super simple and use Happy Donut again. Um, as I'm driving down Bayshore, getting ready to approach um, that corner of where the don Happy Donuts is, um, I can initially begin to discern what will happen if I make a decision to go and get, you know, a dozen glazed donut holes. Uh, it's not healthy for me. Um, there, you know, um, it, it can. It, it's just not healthy for me. I've made a decision that I'm not going to eat that type of food. Um, I'm discerning, and I know it's super, super simple, but I'm I'm trying to give. I'm trying to make it as basic as possible. Um, and so that will help me. Discerning helps me to make the right decision. I'm weighing the options. Do you understand? I'm 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 looking at the consequences, and in what and, and in so weighing the options, I'm able to make the appropriate decision. I hope that helps, <laughs> so that um, we can make sense of it. And perhaps the next time that I teach, I'll give you a better because it's almost time for us to go, I'll give a better explanation and a better example. But I didn't want to just leave you hanging with, what is she talking about? Discernment. The ability to make good sound um, decisions um, and the tools that we use in order to be able to make those decisions. And we always, 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 guys, we always want to include the Holy Spirit. We cannot, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, we cannot, we cannot call on him too much. He's not going to get tired of us. He wants to help us. It's like he's chopping at the bit. <laughs> Sabrina, you are absolutely crazy. Um, um, he's, he's literally chopping at the bit with how he can help us. He wants to help us. <laughs> he, he wants to he wants us to, he wants to give us the strategy because he wants us to win. He wants us to win. And guess what? We do win. The Bible says that we are, we are more than conquerors. We do win. Listen, y'all, I have talked myself up to needing um, a bunch of water and replenishing myself. I, I, I said last night I had such a battle. I was I didn't know if I was going to be able to teach this morning seriously. Um, and so I'm going to replenish myself with some water and I'm going to rest a little bit more today. Um, but I'm thankful um, for the press. Um, I'm thankful that I didn't give in to um, what was going on in my, in my physical body um, and that 
some people were blessed today. I know that many of you are thinking and contemplating, and that's good. Thank you for all of those who did share. Um, um, thank you for listening, allowing me to share what God gave me. And uh, I'm just going to close the call out with prayer, and then I'm going to uh, release the call. Father, we thank you and praise you for all that our ears have heard. Thank you for every single person that made a decision to surrender. I lift up Dee Dee and her family as they are grieving the loss of her little niece that's four years old. I lift up that family. I lift up um, Sonia and thank you, God, for healing in her body. I, I lift up Kat and I lift up her marriage to you, Lord Jesus, and I thank you that that Kat has made a decision to surrender control and that um, she's willing to allow you to lead her and to lead her marriage. I, I thank you for all of the other people that um, that shared this morning. I thank you, God, for what you're doing with and to us. Um, even though we used character, the character Herman, many of us were able to identify with him. And so uh, we thank you that we come out as winners because that w- that is what you said we are. We are more than conquerors. We will not be subjected to um, thoughts of doubt and um, failure and sabotage. Thank you that this morning, February the 1st, 2024, at 8.01 a.m., we are new creatures, and we take our rightful authority in the kingdom, and we invite you to lead us and to guide us today. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we give thanks. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you back here tonight. Uh, if you're coming to the or tomorrow on Friday, it is Men's Day. If you know a brother that could benefit from understanding what it means to surrender and understanding how he is still a mighty warrior or a mighty man of God, even though he surrenders, invite him to be a part of the call tomorrow. God bless y'all. Love you. We love you, too. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you guys. Have a blessed day.